Monday, September 11th. To me, Eddie, your favorite ball bag, mixed martial arts analyst for frontproofmedia.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Carbazel and at the blogboardjungle.com. Um, so it's been a little while since I last spoke to you guys. I was supposed to get one up uh, last Wednesday. I will do a quick recap of that second episode of The Ultimate Fighter Season 26 because um, some stuff happened that uh, I actually have some in-depth knowledge about as far as uh, an injury that occurred because I experienced it myself. And uh, UFC 215 happened. Um, I got some news for you as far as upcoming. Some pretty big deal news if you follow Mixed Martial Arts and the broad spectrum of the sports and its promotions. So... Um, let's get to it. All right, so um, lots of happened since the last time we spoke, and um, the second episode of Ultimate Fighter 26 happened. It came in after the uh, UFC Rotterdam event, which uh, I'll get to something really quick because Jesse called in and uh, made a comment about it. Um, Jesse has a station here on Anchor as well. It's called Jesse and Music. You should definitely check it out because I like his stuff here. Uh, he, uh, Definitely makes uh, some really good, relaxing guitar riffs. Um, I checked it out today, actually, Jesse, if you're listening, and uh, I like that upbeat one that you put in. I also know you you uh, sent you sent me that Go Canelo one, so I'm trying to save that to add it to uh, if I can get one of the guys from Front Proof Media on here to do a, a recording um, before because we actually have someone going to the uh, Canelo Triple G event this weekend. Um, one of our newest photographers, Kelly Owen. Uh, she's uh, at KO Photos if you're on Instagram and Twitter. Um, she takes a lot of good photos at uh, over in Arizona at Iron Boy MMA events, and obviously she uh, she actually touched down in Vegas today. So give her a follow, and uh, yeah, so Tough Twenty Six. Um, the uh, the young lady Emily Whitmore that had the uh, injury, that rib injury, the intercostal. Usually it's a sprain or a, or a small tear. The intercostal, it's like that connective tissue between your, your ribs, and it's, a, it's fairly common in grappling arts in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, uh, she seemed pretty uh, down and out about it because it is a debilitating injury because it affects your movement and your core, and obviously if you're in a competition for fighting, um, you know, it's, it's going to hold you up from that. I, uh, I actually suffered it twice myself. In my time doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which I still do, I'm a brown belt now. Um, I had the injury uh, twice as a blue belt. It's actually pretty common around that blue belt, purple belt level, if you know anything about the the sport. So any blue belts and purple belts out there listening to this, if you haven't felt it, you prob- or you ever feel like your rib is about to break, that's how uh, painful it is. But it's not the rib, it's just the inner, in the uh, connective tissue in between it. So it can really put you out. I mean, it takes a good three four weeks to get over i mean obviously depending on your age um but like when you sneeze it hurts uh sleeping it hurts if you cough it'll hurt so um she's not like overacting or anything for the show that's an that's a painful injury when i say it's fairly common i don't mean like it's it's an injury that you know like stubbing your toe you'll get over it um especially in her position you know, I feel for her because, uh, again, like I said, I've had that. Usually when you have it once, you will re-injure the same area again, too. Um, if you saw the episode, you saw it happen when she was grappling. So, um, yeah, sympathy out to her. Obviously, uh, Deanna Bennett won that uh, first round TKO over the um, 
the Armenian chick. I can't forget her name. Um, but yeah, it was a good fight. Hard for hard for me to focus on this the way I focused on Dana White's Contender Series. Don't be surprised if, if uh, this is the last season of Ultimate Fire. They keep saying the ratings suffer every every year. This is probably their best rate. This is obviously better than the last few. And I think it has a lot to do with because it's all, all these ladies from Invicta in a new weight class. Um, and it doesn't hurt that they're all, many of them are pretty easy on the eyes. Um, that was Wednesday. And before that, we had the UFC Rotterdam event. And uh, Jesse that I just mentioned called in about that. So he made a comment. I want to play his call in for you now. Hey, man, that's wonderful. Thank you, man. You made my day. So we, we have that in common, music and MMA, right? <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I, I, um, I'll be posting some stuff uh, over the next couple of days. I'll put some new stuff on there. I did a couple of, hopefully you got to hear it. I did a couple of Earthwind and Fire tunes there today. Um, but I mostly do Christian music, man. I'm a gospel guy. I do church music. I just, uh, I've been blessed that if I can hear it, I can play it. And that's really a gift that God gave me. So, but um, I just wanted to say what's up and uh, want to know who's going to win tomorrow's fight, the MMA. I'm sure you're going to watch it. The true fight. Who's going who's to win that fight? Once again, thank you, Jesse, for the call in. Um, Obviously, you know who won that fight, and I don't feel like uh, Alexander... Well, I don't feel like um, Stefan Struve is, is... I feel like for a guy with his body type, he, he doesn't utilize it the way that he should. You know, those guys... I wrote something on Medium about it, actually, about different body types. There's uh, uh, mesomorphs, ectomorphs, and... It's uh, the third type. I, I forget. I wrote about it on Medium. It was a while ago, maybe about a year... Two years ago, um, ectomorph. I remember because that's the type. That's the light, the long, lanky body type. Um, John Jones, Nate Diaz, um, him, uh, Liam McGeary over at Bellator. Um, I mean, those are just off the top of my head, guys, with that long, lanky body type, and it's and that seems to be a, a, a nice natural build for combat sports, especially MMA. Whether it be grappling or striking, I mean, you can you can be really well well rounded um, if you train and you're you're blessed with that body type. So, and I feel like um, that's that's the story for most guys. But Stefan Struve doesn't seem to like uh, adapt that to to his natural, you know, his his natural body. So, um, although I don't think he had that much of an advantage over Alexander. Uh, Volkov because he uh, obviously they're about the same size and uh, Volkov was actually a little more muscular than him so I uh, wasn't su too surprised about the win but I did have him pick to win um, I had Struve actually pick to win my picks have been sucking really um, <laughs> I don't know if it's because of the fall and the uh, you know I I'm asthmatic so it's like I have trouble breathing and, and my energy levels aren't where they should be it's kind of like, um, why I'm a little late with this podcast and doing the recap for last week's tough uh, on the same week of the third episode coming up in the next 72 hours. But um, yeah, I think uh, I mean obviously that and that's a that's a tough weight class too. Um, those light heavyweight guys, they're all pretty uh, they're all pretty durable. Um, speaking of which, light heavyweights, I actually thought uh, Tyson Pedro for UFC 215 would have blown through 
um, Latif, and that wasn't the case. Latifi actually pulled off the win. So that card, uh, kind of my mojo kind of messed up when uh, the main event fell through. I did record something here on Anchor. It's not on this podcast, obviously. Um, I don't know if I can add it, but uh, when the news broke about literally like 48 hours before, um, you know, the uh, main event with uh, Demetrius Johnson and Ray Borg got canceled because Ray Borg fell, uh, was pulled from the fight based on the doctor's uh, decision because he was sick and they pulled him from the fight. So Mighty Mouse was pulled off the main event too because uh, their Edmonton Athletic Commission doesn't allow for any last-minute changes. So um, I don't know what's up with them. That was a weird uh, event altogether. I mean, I don't like when that, that Jaron Vidal referee refs. He refed the first fight on the prelims. Uh, that was with Mitch Clark where he did his retirement. And, he, and he, uh, I forget his opponent's name, but he took a lot of damage more than he should have before he jumped in. There was a point that he like hesit- was about to stop the fight, then pulled back and let him take some more damage. Um, he also led in a past fight. I can't remember the Filipino fighter, uh, the welterweight that retired uh jesus i wish i could remember his name he does like wrestling now but he was he was pretty good lightweight or welterweight either way i mean he let him get choked out like you know for a while that the thank god the fighter knew that he was out so there's a lot of bad officiating out there it's not just canada and that edmonton commission you can look google and look up there's a there's an incident with a boxer in a boxing match who was also uh, i think the fighter also fought in mma but he wasn't allowed to, uh, he was banned from competition. He was supposed to sit out a whole year and somehow he got into a boxing match and, um, suffered a really bad KO and died. Um, this is recent history. There actually, there's a lot of inquiries going on. If you follow, uh, Mike Russell, who's a, uh, big investigative reporter for mixed martial arts, especially he's been trying to like dig into it because, um, you know, obviously the guy should not have been in competition at all. So that's pretty uh pretty weird i feel like there's places that the ufc goes sadly new york i think i mentioned that before in another episode new york is one of them just because of the weird calls that have happened there and then uh the the uh the new rules that they apply to events so anyway more on ufc 215 All right, and I can't close off UFC 215 without talking about the main event, which wound up being um, Amanda Nunes versus Valentina Shevchenko. And um, Firm Proof Media actually published a picture on Twitter of the uh, scorecards for that. Um, Again, uh, you know, some people had some interesting comments, like uh, Justin Gaethje, actually, who's one of the coaches on this season of The Ultimate Fighter, he said something along the lines of, because Valentino uh, Shevchenko was doing a lot of, she was fighting off of her back a lot, and he said, you know, you really can't win in the way, in this game, you really can't win, especially when the judges score uh, the way that they score. You really can't win when your back is against the cage or you're fighting off of your back, and, and he's right about that. Unless the judges are very well versed in, um, what an active guard is and what an offensive guard is and um, submission attempts like know what to look for they're just always going to favor the guy on top just be- for the simple fact that he's on top or in this case the woman that's on top so um, yeah I mean the consensus is that Shevchenko did win because sadly the fans watching probably were more 
versed in MMA and the fight game than the judges that judge that fight. Uh, Tony Weeks was one of them, I believe, and that's a boxing guy. Not for nothing, boxing, just because they're licensed to judge and ref boxing fights, that doesn't mean they know MMA. It's a totally different sport and a totally different game. So, anyway, what are you going to do? Um, officially, Nunes retains the title. Shevchenko wants a rematch. Whether or not she'll get it, that'll be up to the UFC to decide. <clears throat> I don't think... Um, it's weird how ever since Nunes and her sinusitis thing that she pulled out of UFC 213, she was, she was rising up as a favorite among fans. She rose up to get the title. When she won it, she was a favorite. When she uh, beat Rousey, it solidified her. And then uh, that happened. And now it's kind of like, you know, people are jumping down her throat because of, uh, you know, she pulled out of a championship fight. And uh, a lot of people are against that, obviously. So um, I guess she still has some, uh, some um, what do they call that, damage control to do for her for her reputation online but um she's still holding the title so she's still the one to beat um anyway the uh sorry about that i forgot to mute my i keep forgetting to mute my phone when i do these things um anyway the that's the ufc 215 it was kind of like i honestly uh was pissed off i i just finished watching the prelims before i recorded this actually because you know i uh i I went to see it, and I'm going to hit you off with a quick review uh, when I close this out for that movie. But, um, you know, I, I went to training Saturday. I trained, went with my training partners. We went to see the movie, and we all wanted to be done by 8 so we could watch the fights. And then uh, the prelims where golf carried over for I don't know how long that golf is so damn boring. I don't even know why it's televised. I'm sure it's a great game to play. It's relaxing to be outside. I love the summer, and I love being outside. But I mean to have it as a televised sport, I really don't get. I really don't get the the allure, and uh, FS1 keeps doing that to to MMA. It's UFC always takes a backseat to everything else that that's boring that they play, and and it's a, a little aggravating. Um, their deal is almost done, but um, you know, with uh, UFC and Fox Sports, I know the negotiations are going on now. And uh, that actually brings me to some business news. Uh, last week, um, Forbes published that the Fertitas finally sold their remaining shares, whatever, I think it was like 5% that they had owned. Um, so they're officially done with the UFC altogether. That's it. Um, so so I, the, I don't know what to tell you. It's going to be, it's all WMEIMG all the way. Um, I don't know if the, 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 um, United Arab Emirates guys are still involved with it. But either way, they're the majority holders. They run the show completely now. So expect more money fights. Expect rankings to mean less. I mean, that's all we're seeing. Expect of, uh, them to try to build stars with fighters by rushing them up the ranks. Yair Rodriguez is a perfect example. Um, but anyway, that's it for the UFC. I got some other news for you, though, for other promotions. All right, um, that Fertitta business from that last little segment was uh, part of what I wanted to put on this segment. But anyway, right before I recorded this, I don't know if you guys remember Nick Newell. I think he's 
13 and one his record 13 one maybe 13 and two um have to check but either way if you remember nick newell he was uh he fought in world series fighting um he was a great athlete great fighter um he's actually his first loss was to again justin gaethje who's coaching of the ultimate fighter now uh he went all the way to fight for the uh for the um the lightweight title over there um so he was a really great fighter and he's a young guy, but he uh, retired when he he got that far. He fought one more fight, won, and then retired. And um, he just, uh, news broke today. James Lynch of Lynch on Sports and Flow Combat broke the news on Twitter. To me, anyway. I don't know if it was broken by Newell himself. Um, if uh, that, uh, that if not if, but he is coming back. He's coming back, and he's going to fight on LFA. If you watch, uh, if you have Access TV, LFA is on most Friday nights. They just had LFA 22 last Friday, and he's going to be making his uh, comeback there. Um, you know, he came up through World Series of Fighting as a pro. He made, he made a name for himself and a really great record there, and it fought a lot on NBC Sports. So now he'll be fighting on Access TV. Um, the date and the opponent has yet to be named, but that's pretty big news. His comeback because uh, I always thought he was a little too young. To call it quits he was he's really talented he's black belt in jiu-jitsu um got a lot of finishes uh he's definitely a finisher so we'll see what the time off did for him i mean he's come back better you know you never know when guys take time off like that um but keep the name in mind nick newell um again he fought in world series of fighting so look him up uh i actually reached out to access and LFA to find out uh, any news. Hopefully, um, they added me to their distribution list like I asked. And I got some Ryzen news coming, but I'll save that for uh, Wednesday. But um, yeah, so um, before I close out, like I said, uh, I saw it, the remake, 2017, 2017 remake of it with uh, Bill Skarsgård playing the Pennywise the Clown. And um, I'm not going to be too long-winded about it, but I'm going to highly recommend that you all go see it. It's a good movie. Got a good amount of jump scares and a good amount of creepiness. Um, I'm sure you know by now that they're going to do a, a chapter two or part two. So what's out in the theaters now is part one. So get go get it. It's fall. It's time for Halloween. So it's time for all the scary stuff and the great craft beers. I'm looking forward to it. As much as I hate the summer leaving, I do like the fall. I love horror stuff. I'm actually covering the NJ HorrorCon. That coverage will be exclusively at the blogboardjungle.com. Um, uh, just keep an eye out. That's in a couple of weeks here in my here in my area of New Jersey. And um, I actually have the full review on the blogboardjungle.com about the uh, remake of it. So please go check that out too. And uh, if you'd like to support this podcast or anything else that I do as far as uh, MMA coverage and the pop culture stuff, um, when you want to make an Amazon purchase and you're on the blogboardjungle.com, just click on any of the Amazon links and you'll help a brother out um, by all means. Once again, thank you, Jesse, for calling in. Thanks for listening. Uh, this weekend, we have uh, uh, UFC fight night. David Branch versus Luke Rockhold. You know I got to go for David Branch, another WSOF veteran. He left there 
um, with his he re- retired his two titles. He was a two division champ there. Nobody ever beat him for those straps. Now he's in the UFC, going for uh, the middleweight belt himself, 185er. So um, him and Luke Rockhold are actually gunning for that division that's right now being held up with the George St. Pierre, Michael Bisping thing. But um, yeah, it's about to get live there. So Saturday is an important fight. It's free on on Fox Sports 1. If you're on the East Coast, it's at 7 p.m. So that should be a really good card. That's a real good fight to pay attention to. And this is a good podcast to pay attention to. MMA Forethought, iTunes, Google Play. Peace.